It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome back to the National Security Hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio. The voice of freedom, the out loud truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. The America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio Network. We have the best in-class apps on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you can hear them on the podcast on the same apps. All of our shows go to podcasts typically one or two days, normally one. And you can get the broadcast after it's heard live on radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many, many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. Be sure to make America Out Loud your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part to share the stories, the articles, and the videos so we can help secure America's future. You can find out more about the National Security Show and all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu nav bar at americaoutloud.com under the show schedule, and you will be in the know. With liberty and justice for all, I'll be your host today, Colonel Mike. Dr. Mike is tied up, and today we have our special guest. It's Bishop Robert E. Smith. Are you there, Bishop? We're here. Colonel, are, are, you, you, are you clicking away on something? Are you guys okay there in Arkansas? Oh, yeah, we're good. Okay. I heard some background noise. Bishop, welcome to the National Security Hour. Robert E. Smith has been a... a a preacher for, he's going to tell you how many years, but he's been a friend of the two mics for 13 years between radio and podcasting. And this is his first time on the National Security Hour with Colonel Mike. And as you know, we always deal with military and intel experts and what's going on around the globe domestically and the fight we're in. But the fight includes not just media and print, it, it includes the spiritual battle. So we're going to bring our good friend Bishop Smith on to speak about that today. So, Bishop, welcome to the National Security Hour. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Okay. So let's let's start it off, Bishop. Where would you like to start in our first segment in discussing what's going on in our country with all of this stuff that doesn't belong anywhere close to Christianity? And... Uh, We'll let you open it up. Well, we can start with the horizontal stuff that's going on under under the heavens. Uh, from the White House to the outhouse, uh, the enemy, who is the prince of the power of the air, the god of this world, that person that's called the devil, Satan, that dragon, that slanderer, that liar, that thief, that murderer, that deceiver, uh, what he's doing, he's working on uh, on uh, steroids now. He's having a whole lot to say and a whole lot to do uh, in in the government now. And so we can see what's happening in the White House. We can see what's happening in the legislature. We can see what's happening above all in the church among the spiritual leaders. And that's where my forte is on a daily basis. So tell We're us what, what's happening. Tell us what's happening with the spiritual leaders. I don't see much action. 
Well, they've been compromised and neutralized, and half of them pulverized. That's what happens when you uh, when you find yourself compromising. You lose the potency of your Christianity. You lose the potency of the call of God upon your life. Whereas you may have been called to be a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, a prophet, or an apostle. But um, the Apostle Paul says, give no place to the devil. And we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. And we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. Preachers got to know that picket signs will not help the situation. We can complain all day long, but it's a spiritual battle. And the battle is taking place in the heavens. That means we got to be on the vertical and not just looking at the horizontal, what's going on around us. So I'm encouraging pastors, leaders to start the day on the knees. You, re you really need knee power to develop the kind of spiritual power that makes a difference in the principalities that we're fighting against. Paul said it in Ephesians 6, we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So, if spiritual leaders don't recognize the fight is above your head, so it's not intellectual, it's not carnal, it's not worldly, but it's above the head of the intelligentsia of humanity. We got to be spiritual minded people. We have to take, well, it's not a tiger, but we got to take the devil by the horns as it were. And conclude that God has given us authority, power over the devil, over principalities, because Christ himself, he, the scripture says, he took the keys of death and hell and spoiled all the principalities and powers and made an open show of them in triumph. That's what was judicially accomplished. That is objectively a fact. Telling the spiritual leaders, you got to find out what Christ did. Because if we don't know what he did, we don't know what to do. At the end of the day, if we're not doing the done, then we'll get done ourselves. And the enemy will have the advantage of us. So it's a spiritual warfare, Colonel. And um, just having a little information about Jesus the Savior it's good to get the unredeemed born again, but it won't win spiritual battles. So because you're you saying, have, I'm sorry, continue, sir. No, I want to just say that the principalities that we wrestle against manipulate the municipalities that we're governed by. Mm -hmm. Principalities, municipalities, and the governed. So we think it's, let's say, uh, the executive branch of the government with Biden sitting in the White House, we think he's the problem. But no, he's the pawn. The problem is that Prince over D.C. 
And you got to deal with that prince. And if you don't deal with that prince, he'll have that pawn and he will govern from his position as president. Pretty well said. You know, in D.C. right now, Bishop, I'm sure you're aware, uh, out in Arkansas, you hear it all the time, the amount of homicides in D.C. weekly um, and the surrounding areas, the metro areas, such as Prince George's County, predominantly black, Montgomery County, Fairfax County. It's spreading now to highways and byways. But these are not just, you know, grown up killings, 20s, 30, 40 year old. These are children under 17, under 16 years old that have weapons and running around the city like, you know, like a cowboy movie, just shooting from every angle. And you got families now in D.C. who are screaming for the National Guard. And, you know, the first thing came to my mind when I saw that on TV, you know, their their leaders, such as the D.C. uh, diversity mayor, um, and and they have, I think, a D.C. diversity chief now. She looks like that, too. But, um, you know, all this diversity, equity uh, and, and inclusion, the DEI grant gangsters, you know, like CRT and stuff. Um, I just I look at these parents and I say, my gosh, they voted for this and they're screaming now for a National Guard in the nation's capital. It's so dangerous now. And the, these young kids, they, they don't they slap them on the hand, let them out. No bail, you know, homicide or a manslaughter. And, you know. Darkness is over the city, big time. Well, the scriptures makes it proclaim when it says, when a sentence against an evil work is not speedily executed, the hearts of the sons of men are fully set in them to do evil. In other words, slow justice inspires violence. We spoke about that one time. I remember Solomon said we should have swift justice, correct? Exactly the case. Where is that in the Bible, sir? Would you would you tell us? Do you have an idea where that is in the Bible? I can't look it up right now. Yeah, that's in Ecclesiastes chapter 8. I believe it's in verse 11. Okay. Uh, yeah, swift justice. Yeah. And that's a, um, that's a biblical concept, swift, swift justice, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, I think I think what, what's going on with the perversion in the country with these children, you know, forcing children to have these uh, gender uh, operations and asking a three year old, you know, if, if he or a five year old, he want to be a uh, switcher's uh, sexual uh, orientation. And, but we wouldn't ask him to drive a car, would we? We wouldn't ask him to go pick up a rifle and be in the military and, uh, you know, join the National Guard. But it somehow. And we have we have a big issue right now in Montgomery County, Maryland, right outside of D.C., where they passed the law in March. I think it's a real curse on them. Uh, they passed the law in March where you you can't pull your kid out, and uh, your child cannot come out if you want him out of a school that's teaching this kind of stuff. So there's a big uh, a big lawsuit and debate going on right now in Montgomery County. Just the other day, I saw one of the county leaders on TV talking about. Well, we're not going to let you take your children out of school. Where did that come from? That comes from the weakness of the so-called clergy. In other words, they're not taking a stand. 
for the truth. And if the truth is negated and compromised, then what can what can people do? The scripture says you you smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. So Sounds like shepherd, that to me. Yeah. Uh, and and the adversary is getting to the shepherds. The shepherds were not ready for three years ago. That, mm -hmm. That's a new beginning right there. <clears throat> because what as leaders we've been experiencing is that it's not like they haven't been preaching truth, but they haven't been believing what they've been preaching. See, it's can one you repeat, thing. Have can you repeat that, sir? Can you repeat that? That sounds very good. Say that it's again. Not, it's not like the leaders have not been preaching the truth. The problem has been they haven't been believing what they've been preaching. See, a person can have an intellectual grasp for the truth. You can get that in seminary. You can get a PhD and LATT and all the rest of it. That's intellectual. But that's not the life level that one is in need of. So a person can preach something from his head without believing it in his heart. Because the heart is made differently than the head. The head mm -hmm. consists of a hard drive brain and a software mind. But the heart is the house where your spirit lives. And the heart is constructed in such a way that you cannot believe God in the heart if there's condemnation. Condemnation is in your spirit. And your spirit is in your heart. So if you've been living sloppy agape and greasy grace, you're sinning, grinning, peeping, and repenting. That's a part of the rap that I made. You'll preach the truth, but unable to believe it. So when a test comes, you don't have anything to stand on. And when the leader does not have anything to stand on because he has been compromised, Preaching truth he himself does not believe. What can the people do? Absolutely nothing. So we have a bunch of shepherds that are weak, and we have a flock that's dispersed. The Old Testament calls those shepherds dumb dogs. Dumb dogs? Dumb dogs that cannot bark. Wow. Well, they yeah. also, also they could have a kind of look like they're religious, but they don't have anything in them or they don't have, a, they don't understand the power of the spirit of God. Is that it? That's for sure. That's what it's I think it is. Right now. Yeah. Pull up that scripture. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 56, verse 10, his watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. So that's when you see all these preachers, they, they've gone rogue, they're off the chain, and the majority of them are obese. And yes. on all kinds of uppers and downers and have to have pills to go to sleep need pills to stay awake so Isaiah put it succinctly 
they're blind, they're ignorant, they're dumb, they cannot bark, and they love to sleep and lie around. Blind guys. Yeah, don't even get up until the sun get up. Let me say, say this, Colonel, that any spiritual leader that goes to bed at night and doesn't get up before the sun rise is a misfit. Wow. We're coming down the last two minutes, and then we're going to go to the second segment. Tell me quickly, in two minutes, what's the misfit? Not getting on his knees early? Exactly. Christ is the example, and all of God's servants are examples. They always got up before the sun got up. And if you don't beat the sun up, then the sun will beat you up when it gets up. Good statement so, there. Yeah. Final That's minute before is. we go to break. Bishop, final minute before we go to break. Go ahead. Well, what we need to do now is to get the message out to leaders. Look, if you're yet breathing and you have any strength at all, you can redeem the time and God will restore the years. But you got to know how to redeem the time. And you got to know how God restores the years. And we can talk about that in the next segment. But that's what needs to be done. We need to redeem time and trust God to restore those years that the canker worm, caterpillar, and locusts have destroyed. Sounds good to me. Let's do it in the next segment. We're going to go to commercial. You're on the America Out Loud radio network on iHeartRadio today. I'm your host, Colonel Mike, with Bishop Smith from Arkansas. We'll see you on the other side. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. 
This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back. You're on the America Out Loud talk radio network on iHeartRadio on the National Security Hour. My guest today is Bishop Robert E. Smith, Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm Colonel Mike. And uh, we're going to continue the conversation, but I'm just going to uh, first let Bishop Smith give you a little bit of his background uh, from the time he was in the Midwest and, and enlisted in the military and then came back and a little bit about his family background so you know how strong this man is and how God has blessed him. Bishop, why don't you just tell the people a little bit of your background and then we're going to go to some scripture here. Well, I was born into a family of believers. My dad was an evangelist, and we began traveling with him. I remember uh, when I was two years old, that's when we were in revival meetings, four seasons. And that took place up until I was drafted into the military and went in active duty in 66 and was over in Vietnam in 67, 68. At that time, my dad began pastoring. So when I got out of the military, I joined him in his pastor. And then in 1974, I began evangelistic ministry myself. And in 77, I went into what is called full-time service. And then in 81, began pastoring myself in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, we've been pastoring going on 43 years in the city of Little Rock. So we're in the hood, do some good. I tell people, look, I live where you live, but not like you live. So we're here to be a light in the community and building community for immunity. So we're dealing with all walks of life from from the skid row uh, to, uh, to those who have the goods. Um, so that's a little bit of fast forwarding from childhood to now. Well, did, did you have any uh, ups and downs during that time besides going to Vietnam? Anything happen to your family your, within your immediate family? Well, um, I had some downs that only God can bring you up. I've had some ups that pride can bring you down. So, <clears throat> yeah, in the family, one of my younger siblings, an evangelist, he was murdered in 1987. And he was coming out of the uh, hotel to run a men's meeting, and he was shot with a high-powered rifle by a brother that used to be a part of the evangelistic ministry. But uh, that's a little story behind that. But that was a tragedy. And then I've had other brothers in the ministry that I believe the enemy took out and they left here prematurely. Uh, one was a, a pastor. Another was a, an evangelist. Um, so two evangelists and a pastor and one a musician, he was taken out. So 
And then my only biological daughter was a police officer who was killed in the line of duty um, <clears throat> when she was only 29 years old. Wow. So uh, we, we've, we've been through some things, but one thing is, Brother Mike, that's kept us um, above the fray is prayer. Mm-hmm. We get up in the morning, nothing trumps prayer. We have to get there. Otherwise, we're meant to meet. So a lot's going on, and even in my personal life, um, look, if I wasn't praying, we wouldn't be talking today, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the grace of God and, and multiple aspects of his grace that keeps us in the race and to keep pace. And to save face when the devil slapped us upside the head real good. So, so you, you have, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but you have prayer every morning. You have service every morning at, at the church, don't you, live? 6 a.m. Monday through Friday and 8.30 on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Six out of seven days for over 42 years straight, nonstop for anything. Tornadoes, COVID, doesn't matter. I say if you pray, you can stay. If you fast, you will last. And it's a must with us. And if you do it the way it's supposed to be done, he will put a pep in your step and rockets in your pockets. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we have these mausoleum, you know, buildings, multi-million dollar buildings. They only open on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> Well, that's because they are <clears throat> um, they are the first church of the deep freeze pastored by Pastor Jack Frost. And so if you're going to have any heat, any fervor, it has to start with effectual fervent praying until you heat up to the boiling point so that you can bring some warmth to congregational life and the fellowship of believers. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell them how big your, your church has been, how you expanded by the blessings of God with the academy and so on. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we've had um, tide and uh, we've had flood tide. So at one point when we started in 1989, our Christian academy, we started from K3 uh, to the third grade, and we added a couple of years each year until we went through the 12th grade. And we were up to over 400 students at one time. Wow. And um, we had a good base for scholarship in a lot of the children because it's in the urban community, it's not an easy task to have parents take stock in the education of their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, urban life is like I want to look good even though I'm not good so I want to get my my hair pieces and my fingernails and and my um, everything else that costs money but the education for my child so they throw the children to public education and won't pay the price make the sacrifice to get their children in the face of a believer a spirit-filled believer. 
but they'll let anybody teach them anything from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and then just go on about their business. So when we had a good scholarship base, we were growing continuously. But whoever was handling that for the Christian community for more than one school, several schools, they misappropriated funds, the supporters backed off of it, we lost a lot of support. And um, then here you go, you gotta go back to, to dealing with parents because the parents need educated more so than the children. Mm -hmm. But yet we do have an academy, we're yet going on and uh, we have some spirit-filled administration and governance. And we trust that uh, we'll get a greater support base going forward to increase uh, the, the numbers for children. And could you tell us a little bit, I know about it, but you could tell the audience a little bit about what you did during COVID. Well, uh, as far as congregational life, we decided, look, we're not backing up, giving up, shutting up, and we're not going to stop showing up. So we never close down. We don't social distance. We don't wear masks. We don't believe in shots. Forget all that stuff. It's, it's Look, COVID is no different than the flu. And people die in the flu for whatever reasons. And I, I say it like this, and I tell the saints, it's not the disease that take people out. It's the pre-existing condition that take people out. That's sloppy, agape, and greasy grace. If we're living righteous, then we're enjoying the life-giving spirit that raised Christ from the dead that will also give life to our mortal bodies. So we meet to get that, I call it corporate grace and corporate anointing. Where two or three are gathered together, the scripture says Christ will be in the midst. So if we are gathered together, Christ is there, he's ministering to us. Uh, and we can overcome what has come and what they're talking about that is coming. It just has no meaning to us whatsoever. We'll weather every storm because there will be a canopy of faith, uh, hope, and love that God requires from all of his children. Faith to today, hope for tomorrow, and love forever. Those three operating, we can't lose with what he used. Can you so repeat that's that again? Repeat that again. Thank you. God faith. requires faith for now, hope for tomorrow, and love forever. Those three abide. First Corinthians 13. Now abide is these three. Faith, hope, and love. Greatest is love. So faith is the substance that you used to hope for. Hope is for something that's coming in the future. But love never fails. So if you got faith, hope, and love working together, the threefold cord, it's not easily broken. You can't lose with what he used. Well, that that is some good word. I'm going to I'm just going to put a scripture out here, and that's probably going to fit into what we're talking about. It's a Proverbs 19:27, which says, "Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causes to error from the words of knowledge." And I think that's what we got today in, in America. Would you agree, Bishop Smith? Well, of course, absolutely. And a word to go along with that is my son, attend to my word and incline your ear to my saying. Let them, don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. But they, 
are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So the word Amen. of God is for the purpose. The word of God is for the purpose of, of illuminating the mind, regulating the hearts, and invigorating all of our body parts. So you're right on. So let me ask you another thing. The Ten Commandments, they're not suggestions. They're commandments, aren't they? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Because the, the Ten Commandments were designed for the natural man. It wasn't designed for the spiritual man. It was designed, they were designed for the natural man. Israel was a natural people. There is a natural Israel and there's a spiritual Israel. Correct. The, the, the scripture says that uh, make no other God, make, make no images of any God. You should have no other God before me. And it goes on to talk about those other commandments. But the spirit of that is that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. So the Ten Commandments are for people who live in the flesh. The law of faith, the law of love, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that makes us free from the law of sin and death, those laws are for believers, for Christians. And what Jesus said in the Beatitudes was to deliver people from even thinking about trying to keep the commandments because the Ten Commandments, nobody kept them, not even Moses. So Jesus come on the scene and he says, don't think that I've come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it in two ways, Colonel. Number one, mm -hmm. I came to keep it because I was born under it. Jesus is the only one that ever kept the commandments. He lived the perfect life. And in the other way, he said, I come to fill the commandments to the full because you heard what Moses said, but I say unto you. In other words, what Moses said should have shut your mouth. But now what I have to say not only will shut your mouth, but bury you because there's no way you're going to be able to keep what I say you ought to do. Moses said, uh, it's a is a hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning. But I say, if a man slap you on one side of your head, turn the other side and let him slap you on that side too. Well, you know, flesh can't do that. In other words, what I'm saying, I'm burying you. Now, maybe you look to me and be saved because I died for you. I died as you. I took care of your inabilities and your your incapacity. Uh, to keep the laws of God. So when you believe on me, I'll come in and live in you. And with my life inside of you, uh, I've already fulfilled the law for you. And all you got to do is walk after the spirit and you won't fulfill the desires of your flesh. Put on the new man, which is created after me, where there's neither any of that that you were when you came into this world. There's neither Greek, Jew, bond free uh, circumcised uncircumcised barbarian Scythian but we're all one in Christ Jesus so there's a lot to it Colonel we as believers must discover and recover from a lack of spiritual knowledge 
because the word of God, even under the Old Testament, says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, and my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. But Paul comes on the scene and says, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. And brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Give no place to the devil. So from a congregation that's steeped in darkness, ignorance, and unbelief, to a congregation that's been enlightened by the word, empowered by the Holy Spirit, with a community that has immunity uh, to an impacting of the people around us, and people know that there is a life to be lived that's, that's supernatural, that's governed by God himself living in this humanity factor. Uh, you got me preaching right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, from Genesis to Revelation, it's speaking of one man, and that man is Jesus Christ. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. In the beginning? What do you mean in the beginning? Jesus Christ says, I am the beginning and the ending, the first and the last, the all in us all. So if in the beginning God created, God created everything in his son. And the New Testament brings it out. Everything in heaven and earth is gathered and put in his son. His son is the beginning of God's creation. Everything is in him, created for him, by him, and for his enjoyment. So when you get to the book of Revelation in the last chapter, you find you find that Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. He's the A and he is the Z. He's the beginning. He's the ending. He's the first. He's the last. He's the one that was and yet is and will always be. So from the beginning to the end, it speaks of one person that is Jesus Christ and all, all right. of his multiplicity of manifestations. All right. We're coming down to the last minute. And then we're going to come to the final segment. And I want you to discuss a little bit about some of the books you wrote. Now, you mentioned The One New Man, and that's one of your books. So when we come back from commercial, we're going to talk about some of the books that you wrote and uh, how big your church has expanded and how many people have come from other states and other parts of the world to join you in Little Rock, Arkansas. So we'll be back on the other side. We'll take a break for commercials. Don't forget to visit the sponsors on the website on AmericaOutloud.com. And we'll be right back for the final segment with Bishop Smith. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. 
You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. You're on with Colonel Mike. My guest today is Bishop Robert E. Smith of Little Rock, Arkansas. We're doing the Amen Corner today, or the Amen Hour, let's put it that way, uh, because that's needed. Uh, there's a lot of things we could talk about with military and intel experts. There's a lot of things we could talk about with the political people and climate people. But, uh, you know, if you don't have God and you don't have the spirit of God, and you don't believe in God, it's going to be really hard to turn this ship around, okay? So for everybody that's worried about the next COVID coming up, and you know it's coming, you know they're going to want to mask you down. They didn't want to mask everybody coming over that border, but they're going to want to mask you down. They're going to scare you. They're going to burn some more locations. They're going to have some more railroad cars come off the tracks, and everybody's going to be worried about the food. But I'm just going to give you a little scripture here before I get right back to the bishop. Godly capital, but by my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Philippians 4.19. You want to just touch on that for a minute, Bishop? Yes, sir. In Philippians 4.19, the apostle is speaking to a church uh, in Philippi through writings that he encountered when he had this vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. So they went to Macedonia and went to the chief city, which we call capital city, which was Philippi. And he found the people in object poverty. They were so poor, their poverty afflicted them. And then uh, Paul preached Christ. They were so excited. They wanted to give offerings, but they were so poor. Paul said, we did not expect anything from them. But the scripture says, they begged Paul. They pleaded with him with much entreaty to receive the gift. They gave out of their poverty. And out of that came the grace to catapult them into prosperity. So that's why he could say in, to the Philippians, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Your standard of living is based on your standard of giving. And if you're poor, you should be a beggar. Not to receive, but be a beggar to give. Amen again. All right, so let's touch a little bit on the last segment here. Let's touch on some of the books you've written over the years. And you're very entertaining. I, I love speaking with you all the time. We we've been talking for years, and and we communicate by all all always communication. 
but you do rhyme and you have great books. And the latest pamphlet out is the vitamins, which we got to talk about first. And then you can go to some of the other ones. Well, the Lord gave us this little booklet, 15 page booklet called essential vitamins for the whole man. So the deal with the COVID scenario, God wanted us to put the old and new Testament together in a capsule form. So we call them essential vitamins. So if you take those, you cannot OD. You can only get better every time you read them. <laughs> take them by mouth, heart, uh, eyes, and and ears. Just take them any kind of way you can, and they'll do us some good. And other okay, books. Some other books. Some other books. Well, the book called The New Man. It took seven years, seventeen years to prepare to write it. Five years in writing. And now we're on our fourth printing of the new man. It's a study in biblical reconciliation. Uh, it's all, over 600 scripture references in that one book. Another book is the elimination of erroneous distinctions in Christ. When we get born again, we have to become revocabulized. That's a good word. Uh, mm -hmm. We have to learn a new language. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to have the ability to speak to the natural man. Also, the spiritual man. We got to clean up our language. Then there's another book called I Shall Not Die, a case for being alive at the return of Christ. You go to funerals, people are saying, you know, we all have to go that way. And I'm telling people, no, we don't. Because the scripture says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. We're not all going that way. But we'll all be changed. So I write about that. And there's seven aspects of God's grace. Not just grace to be born again, but grace to uh, have a growing faith. We can ever increase in the grace, the package of grace, the extent of grace, the way of grace, which is humility, uh, the paradoxical nature of grace, uh, the call of grace. God wants his son to be revealed in us and the um, sovereignty of grace. In other words, God picks and chooses as he pleases. Another book, a revelation on tithe and offering, giving and receiving. A lot of people give their tithe based upon Malachi 3. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. There'll be right. in my house. I'll open you the window. God never promised the church open windows. He promised us open doors. So let's skip over the law. Go back to Abraham, who's the father of those that believe, tithe the way Abraham tithed. He kicked butts first. Then he fellowshiped Melchizedek, which is a type of Christ, with the bread and the wine. He was blessed by the Most High God. Then he tithed up all the spoils. In other words, the Israelite tithe in order to get a blessing, but Abraham tithed from his victory. So if you don't have victory in your life, you can't tithe properly, and that's a problem. Then there's another book we wrote called The Holy Spirit Within You and Upon You. That brings John Calvin and Jacob Zemenius together at the table so we can deal with the, the security people, the one saved, always saved, and along with the people who believe you have responsibility. But if you die in your sins, you're going to hell. Say, no, both of y'all are wrong because you are exclusionary. Bring you both at the table and let's collaborate because the light is in the middle of the room, not the corner. Mm. Then there's another book called The Theology of Politics. Now, hang on a second. I want everybody to listen closely to this. And then at the end, I'm going to have in the notes, too. We're going to talk about where you can get it. 
but you need it because we're coming up on another election cycle. And that's where I first met Bishop. This book came out. I was at one of these events and I grabbed the whole box of them. Go ahead. Go, Bishop. Yeah, the theology of politics deal with the acronym of FEMA, Family, Education, Marketplace, and Advocacy. And it deals with all the areas that we as believers need to understand that politics started from heaven. God is the author of politics. In other words, he has principles and laws that govern not only all of creation, but all of humanity. So politics is in the structure of humanity. And we got to take Sunday morning's values to Tuesday's voting habits. We cannot separate them. As a matter of fact, in America, there should not be a liberal party. There should not be a Democrat party. And half of those that are called Republicans, they are repugnants. And they need to behind whoop and get back to the script and become Christocrats and not any other kind of people on crack. So that's what the theology of politics is all about. And we deal with the marketplace. We deal with people trying to market blackism and the blacks in America. I like something that Alexis Tocqueville said years ago as a French philosopher. He came over and found out that the uniqueness of democracy in America is like no other in the, in the world. But the problem in America is that democracy is not going to last. A republic, uh, uh, a representative republic is not going to last because of the black man on the soil of America. Why? Because you'll never satisfy black folk. Never. And you got those charlatans that manipulate blackness and make a mint doing it. What we need to do is preach Jesus Christ as personal savior, get people out of their blackness, out of their whiteness, out of their redness, out of their yellowness, and out of everything else, and become a brand new creation. And we'll find out we'll have a revelation, inspiration, more articulations and manifestations of things that bring about a change in society. That's theology of politics. Amazing book. I love that book. I gave the whole case away. <laughs> People looked at me like I had two heads. What's this all about? I said, well, just get in there and read it. <laughs> but it's true can you expand a little bit we have a few more minutes uh, can you expand a little bit more about blackness because as 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 a black man you can do that with, with no problem go ahead well yeah yeah i used to be black yeah i can understand let me see if i can think back to the hall of hall of shame yeah 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 i remember i remember yeah i sure do on my birth certificate, it said colored. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they told me, no, you're Negro. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they said, oh, no, 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 no. No, you are black. I said, yeah? Right. Oh, oh, okay. Then they said, oh, no, 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 no. You're an African-American. I said, How do you like oh, that one? <laughs> really? So, so, I, so I've been colored. I've been a Negro. I've been black. I've been an African-American. And then Paul comes along and says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. I say, I like that better. Right. So, uh, but what happened, uh, Colonel, is, is that there are only three types of people in the world other than Christians. That is Shemites, Hamites, and Japhonites, the three sons of Noah, in one of those categories. And all of it is flesh. All of it is a mess. And all of it has an opportunity <clears throat> to be at the top of the pecking order. So the Hamites had an opportunity and the first world slave owner 
was Nimrod, a Kushite, a black man. Well, he tried to make a tower that would reach the heaven, and he brought the whole world into judgment and scattered. That's where languages come from. That's where multicultural, multiracial, and all the rest of it come from when blacks are in rulership. And today, blacks have in their DNA a racial substance in the DNA factor, in their nerve substance that make them think they are still in control, still in governance. But the time is coming gone. And then the Shemites came and at the apex of David and Solomon, they had the apex. And then they went into ruination and they're partly blind until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Now, what do we have? We have the Japhonites, Japheth offsprings. And they are the ones who's going to bring in the, the Antichrist through technology and in intellectual relations. So all flesh is grass, and it fails. That's where you get the number 666 from. The number 666 is the number of man to its highest degree. And that's going to end up with, the, with um, the image of the beast that's been given sentient and is going to be able to speak and cause as many that would not take the mark or the number of the, the beast to be slain or not be able to buy or sell. So... I tell folk, look, if you think a black man is going to be a good president, just check out what happened in America. He was the worst president since the, the one that was worse than he. And of course, the one that's in there now is worse than the one. The one well, the one, the, the one we got there now is just like a, a puppet. He's like a marionette. I mean, we don't even know who's running this place anymore. Yeah, well, he really not a real president because he didn't win the election. And I'll just mm -hmm. say that hands down. There's no way in the world, I don't care how duplicitous American citizenry is, America did not vote for that person. And you can't convince me. I wouldn't I wouldn't need a first grade education to see that. They just didn't vote for that man. Mm -hmm. So we're in a tailspin right now. And um, the best thing to do is teach quote Christians what it means to be a Christian. If we can get people to get a revelation of what it means to be a new creation, Colonel, then people may think they're black or think they're white, but no, there'll be new creations. They'll have a whole new articulation, a whole new demonstration, and a whole new manifestation. Everything would be different. And it's going to be different when Christ comes, but we can see bits and pieces of it now if we can get to these urban centers in America. We can have some revival going on. But the angel of death is flying over those cities big time. I'm telling you the truth. I grew up in Detroit, and uh, it's not the place to be. And Both there's a lot of Detroit now. But there's a lot of Detroit. There's New York. There's Chicago. There's Washington, D.C., San Francisco. Who would have ever thought, Bishop Smith, we're old. Who would have ever thought San Francisco be where it is today? Nobody. We need the gospel stomp down gospel that's what we need so i'm trusting that there'll be enough people that hear enough about what is said today it says what can i do to help promote the gospel of jesus christ in its simplicity and its dynamism to get people off of no go to let's go and then we'll, we can, part, we can partner with people we can partner with people well, we're going to say where, where we could reach you. We got three minutes to the end of the show, and it's been a blessing having you on. And this is part of the National Security Hour, is to discuss 
not just military and intel experts, but to discuss how do we get out of this by putting the armor of God on and getting spiritual, because you know, like it says with Gideon in the book, (laughs) God could do anything. (laughs) He can make those voting machines just go backwards. (laughs) He sure can. In fact, all of them can burn in one day. (laughs) Yeah, we need to pray like who would have thought of it? And I mean, it's we talk about it all the time. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins and heal their land. Now, we read it, but do we believe what we read? And if we do, we'll spend some all night in prayer time or we'll be coming to prayer, not just once a week, when I will play the guitar and sing a, tongue, a song, but we'll be on our knees and we'll be praying with some snot and boogers and tears and slobber and and we'll we'll be funky when we finish praying. We will be sweating and watch God do something miraculously. And you've seen that many times in Arkansas, haven't you? I mean, we've been through. You know, we've been through many rounds. At one time we had to be in all-night prayer from 11 p.m. to 7 in the morning for five nights straight for 13 months straight. All night from 11 to 7. Four or five nights in a row for 13 months in a row. That was not an easy pill. We didn't know we were going to do that. But at the end of the day, that's what, what was done. And God changed the scenery around us. Amen. The stroll with the prostitutes and the, and the drug lords and the gangbangers and all that. I mean, I would be picking up 15 and 20 uh, spent shells next door to where I live. You know, Mm. drive-by shootings and all this kind of stuff going on. But prayer changed the climate. Now, we still got some uh, wrapping up to do, but the the climate had been changed uh, immensely. All right, Bishop Smith, we're going to have to end it there. We're down to the last minute. I want to bless you, brother. Thank you for coming on. It's been great. And I want to I want to thank you for, you know, we know each other a long time. It's so good for you to come on the show and talk. And I want to, I want to thank you, the audience, for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. And you know we mean that. With liberty and justice for all on AmericaOutloud.com, the National Security Hour.